the universe is an expanding universe and it wants to grow through you. And if you do not say yes to that growth, even if it's hard, even if it's challenging, even if it's emotionally difficult, you will be in contraction and you will be dying and you will hit roadblock after roadblock because the universe wants you to grow. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Amira. It's so wonderful to have you joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Today, we're going to talk about all the cool things, mental blocks and strategy to get through the fears that are stopping us. And, you know, I think that this is something that hits every single one of us in some time in our life or in our journey. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of gold in this episode. But before we begin, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and the kinds of people that you work with? Absolutely. So I'm a mindset strategist and a business strategist. So I help women who are scaling their business. They are entrepreneurs, they're small business owners, really get out of their own way and execute on the strategies that are going to help them create consistent cash flow and really scale their business. Mm -hmm. And that's the sort of bottom line thing that I do. But fundamentally, what happens for people is that they create a sense of personal freedom for themselves. So obviously financial freedom has a big part to do with that, that when you're always stressed about money and not knowing how you're going to pay your bills or feeling limited in life because you're not able to do things, that puts a lot of, that that, that crimps your style, if you will, that, that, that doesn't feel free. But in order to really do the things in life that are going to scale your business, and if you're an entrepreneur and in business for yourself, that that's your drive. That's, that's your, that's what gets you up in the morning. And in order to do that, you need to move through some internal blocks, mental and emotional blocks that are keeping you small in this world. And when you're able to do that and able to do it consistently and you keep doing it, you realize that you, you wake up on the other side and you have personal freedom. You feel free in life. You don't feel trapped by outside circumstances. You don't feel trapped by what's happening in your life. You feel like you have agency, that you're in control, that you understand how things work in this world, that there's certitude and you live a delightful life. Like you feel lit up and and it's fun. And so it's really at this intersection between professional development and personal development that I really do the work and my company is called the unstoppable woman because you want to stay unstoppable. You want to see where you're stopping and really break through and get to the next level and the next level and the next level. And when you do that, you, you wake up one day and you're like, wow, I really like who I am. And I really like what I've created. And my life is pretty effing amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. The, uh, those little things that stop us along the way are super sneaky. They can get in and they can create havoc in our worlds. I mean, before we even begin, 
a lot of times we'll know there's something stopping us or some actually sometimes we don't even know what is stopping us we're just like why isn't this happening what you know it's that moment where you're beating your head against a brick wall what's going on you know where can we even start to understand what those blocks actually are because a lot of times we're noticing the symptoms but not really understanding how it comes about absolutely it's such an important thing to recognize so understanding I, I think the, the big thing for people is, is to look at your results and to see if you're, if you're actually making the, the progress that you want. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's always more, like we're always in growth. It's not like we, we get there, but you know the results that you are looking for and are you getting there? And, and if you're honest with yourself and you don't just do that thing where you say, well, my life is pretty good. I don't want to complain about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like things mm -hmm. are, things are pretty good. If, if you actually go, yeah, you know, things are pretty good. I, I claim that I receive that. I I'm in gratitude over that. And I'm spinning out over here. I am not making the progress that I want to make in this particular area. That's the first level of honesty that you have to get to because that's going to, that's going to show you like the truth of where you're at. Then you're in the place where, okay, well, you might be banging your head against the wall. You, you, you're sort of playing at the same level again and again and again. You have to really ask yourself, what is at cause here? What is what is the block for me? Because I, I understand the outer game strategy. I understand what I need to do, but I keep making mistakes, uh, making excuses, getting in my own way, self-sabotaging, um, putting everyone else first. These are like things that we all do, but when they're consistent patterns, it's a big effing deal. So mm. the place that I start with people is is I really ask them to get clear about what they want, okay, mm -hmm. what their goals are. And, and then I ask them what's stopping them, okay? And, mm -hmm. and people, will, people actually know the, on, mm -hmm. on the surface mm. what's stopping them. Like, you know, I keep getting distracted by my kids, right? Like they're, they're always getting sick or I need to take care of them or there's a crisis. And, and it's true, you wanna be a good mom, you wanna take care of your kids. But if, they're, if that's happening over and over again, then I'm going to dig into the idea of, well, how do you know what's most important and how, how are you prioritizing and how are things like what's driving you? And people will oftentimes have a story underneath that they're unaware of that's saying something in, like in this case that you know, everyone else is most important, or I'm responsible for other people, or I have to take care of other people first, or my needs are not as important as other people's needs. Mm -hmm. And and I don't want to say that you want to ignore your kids because that's, you know, we want to That's not be, what you're saying. You know, yeah. Right. It's not what I'm saying. And, and nor do we want to ignore our team or like, sometimes people get caught up in just the reactive pattern to the, like the, the, the work that's coming in. They might have a great team. It's all happening. And, mm -hmm. but they're in reactive mode all the time mm -hmm. versus being very clear and, and conscious about what they're working on right now and getting that, that move the needle work done mm. that might, might need to take priority. So I will dive into what is their self image of who they need to be to be a good person in this world. Mm -hmm. 
okay? And, and that includes your beliefs about life, the way the universe works, the way uh, human relations work, the way you get love and attention and success and security. All of those beliefs were built inside your, yourself, in your subconscious when you were a very young child. So we then dig in to where that belief structure and that self-image got embedded. Like how did that get created? And where the lie was in the story that you created for yourself. <laughs> and that's really important. And because, really powerful. Yeah. So like, for instance, when you are a child, under say seven, eight, mm -hmm. you're, you know that your survival, and this becomes life and death, okay? Your mm -hmm. actual survival is dependent upon your parents, particularly your mother, but both your parents, love and attention. If, mm -hmm. they, if that love and attention goes away, you're not going to survive. You're not going to have food. You're not going to have clothing. You're not going to have shelter right? Like as human beings, unlike other animals, we have a very long period where we need an adult to take care of us. Mm -hmm. So when you're young, if you do anything that is contrary to the belief structure in your family of origin, and it causes your mother God, your father God, because that's what they are to you when you're mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. to get upset or any way withdraw the love mm -hmm. and attention, you make yourself wrong because you know that your security is dependent on your mother and your father. So they, they're gods to you. They can't be wrong mm -hmm. because they are where survival comes from. We start building meaning, building stories about who we are and what's okay for us to receive, do, be in this world very young. So for instance, like a very simple example is, let's say you wanted candy growing up, mm -hmm. okay? And you said, hey, I want, you grab the candy. Maybe you don't even ask for it, right? Yeah, you yeah. grab it and, and, and your mom says, don't eat that. You're gonna ruin your appetite for dinner, and you're gonna decay your teeth, right? You're gonna get cavities, right? Uh -huh. And she says something sort of snappish to you, okay, which is common and not a horrible thing, okay. Uh -huh. But as a little kid, you think, oh my god, if I go for what I want, my mother's gonna get mad at me. The love's gonna be gone, and I'm gonna lose my ability to survive. Mm. So. I'm going to make up the meaning that it's not okay for me to ask for what I want or get what I want. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then think about how that plays out in the future. If you are in business for yourself, you're doing sales. You have to ask for the sale. You have mm -hmm. to ask for what you want. But if you think you're wrong about that, like that's not okay. Not only will you not ask for the sale, but you'll distract yourself with your kids and the, um, you know, the, the business development work that, that's coming your way, those were just the two examples that I used, but it could be many other examples. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You'll distract yourself with those things until you realize that this is what's going on. 
Mm, absolutely. I was chatting with someone yesterday and we were talking about, um, you know, the, the people that research and research and research and research and research and never actually, you know, get, do or implement what it is that they're researching. They're always thinking I need to learn more. And that's certainly one of those things that you're talking about where we can distract ourselves without even realizing it with this story in our head. And just before we moved on, you did talk about, you know, one of the the things that you've seen is maybe people that are reactive with their team. And going back about um, 20 years ago, and it was when I got my first coach, um, I remember saying to him, I can't take any time off because my team are always asking me questions. They're always asking me, you know, they don't know how to do this and, you know, they don't do this right. And I, I was very, you know, I totally believed I had to be with them all the time. Until he said, no, just, you know, move, do, do what it is that you want to do. Go to the gym, go out for lunch, whatever it was, move away. And what I discovered was where I thought I was helping them. I'd actually disempowered them because they were so afraid of getting things wrong that they were asking me all the time. As soon as that I wasn't there to ask, I actually empowered my team and they were so much better. Not only did they not reach out, but they felt better about themselves. And I hadn't realized that I was disempowering my team. So a lot of these things that we do are not only blocking us, but they're actually blocking other people that are helping us to get to where we need to go. And when, absolutely, 100%. And, and when you actually decide that you're going to, to have a stance that it's going to be more life for everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like if, if I grow, it actually allows other people to grow. Mm. Now they might not own, always like it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're, there might be an adjustment period. They might be addicted to the, 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 the drama or the um, adrenaline as well. <laughs> right. You know, but, but, and, and this can go into personal relationships too, because, you know, many of my clients, they come to me for the business side of things, but really they have to, to work on, you know, how they're showing up everywhere and and cause the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So if you're holding yourself back and you're saying, I'm not going to let go, I'm not going to grow because it's going to hurt my partner. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're going to be unhappy. Mm. that's actually disempowering them. Mm. That's you're saying I'm responsible for their happiness, which makes them a victim. Okay. And you do the same thing when you say they're responsible for your happiness, that makes you a victim. Mm. And we don't want that for them. And we don't want that for us. You don't want that for your team. You don't want that for yourself. Okay. And so you have to show up a hundred percent in personal responsibility about how you are running your life. Okay. I call it self-ownership. And when you do that, the other person might not like it because they, they are kind of attached to the way you've been doing things. So there's an adjustment period and you can do that consciously with good communication, or you can do that abruptly and it can be a little bit more of a, a complicated situation. But if you have the stance and, and I would encourage everyone to take this this mental frame and run with it. If you have the stance that if I do what I need to do to grow, then it's going to be growth for everyone mm. because the universe is an expanding universe. Spirit wants to expand. Source wants to expand. The universe wants to expand. Okay. And it wants to grow through you. And if you do not 
say yes to that growth, even if it's hard, even if it's challenging, even if it's emotionally difficult. If you don't say yes to that growth, you will, you will be in contraction and you will be dying and you will hit roadblock after roadblock because the, I use the word universe, mm-hmm, but the mm-hmm. universe wants you to grow. Spirit wants you to grow. There's a spirit inside of you that wants you to grow and live out your more life directive. Everyone has this. And if you don't live it out, if you say no to the growth because it's hard, it's challenging, you don't have the toolkit, the, the emotional um, capacity, and you're unwilling to learn how to do those things, then you're going to be blocked. And it and actually taps the growth for everyone around you as well. Mm, absolutely. So let's talk about different levels because different things happen at different levels. I want to start off with Um, you know, someone that maybe right now is in a job or in employment and for eight, for many years, they've been wanting to start something on their own, maybe a side hustle or business, uh, and they've got fears stopping them. What are some of the issues that you see coming around this level? Yeah, absolutely. So when you are working for someone else, there's someone else setting the parameters of what done looks like, what good looks like, what the checklist is for the day, when, when the deadlines are, all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's very familiar to us because this is, in fact, how we were brought up and raised when we went to school, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you were told you need to prepare for the test on such and such a day, and this is what you'll be tested on. And, and you, you worked for the test. You showed up for that. And that's how we learned our work ethic. That's how we learned how to really complete tasks and, and, and move forward in this world. But that's training you to be a really good employee. Okay. Which is excellent. There's, if, if, if you love being a second in command or working for someone else, this is an amazing thing. Okay. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. we, we actually all need to learn that as well. But Uh when you're working for yourself, you have to learn how to self-motivate, okay, mm-hmm. and create your own deadline. So I think there's two, two big issues that come up for people when they're going out on their own. One is, how do I organize my time? Mm-hmm. What, how do I prioritize? How do I show up for myself? What is the first thing I need to do? And then within that, there is a fear of making a mistake. Okay. Mm. Because they don't have the experience because someone's not there telling them this is how to do it. There's a big fear of really messing it up. Okay. People will save some money, move out of corporate, have their, their money to start their business. And then they're paralyzed because they're afraid of making a mistake and they run through all that, that savings. And then they, they're, um, in scarcity mindset, and it's very hard to, to, to go forward. So mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. A, a, that's a big aspect of it, really knowing how to self-motivate, trusting yourself, not being afraid of making mistakes. And then I would say the, the, the next biggest thing there is that people love the idea of being in business for themselves, love the idea of freedom, the freedom that, that, that they get to call their own shots, mm-hmm. right? But they don't consciously realize that they will have to be doing sales. Mm-hmm. And 
most people, not everyone, but most people have some fear around doing sales for themselves. They can do sales for someone else. For other people, but absolutely. For other people, yeah. right? But when it's themselves, it's their whole identity they, that they're worried about this fear of being rejected and it can paralyze them. And between the fear of making a mistake and the paralysis around sales, it can be really rough. So you have to, you have to move through the mental blocks around both of those things. You talk about not being afraid of making a mistake. Um, I've always been of the the thought that that we are still we can still be afraid to move through. That a lot of people hear that and think that they have to wait till they're absolutely certain and a hundred percent not afraid. Can you can you speak into that a little bit? Absolutely, that's a great question, Samantha. Because there's discernment here. Okay, mm-hmm. so. The, the idea is to be courageous, which means you feel the fear and you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, this is how I teach on, on mistakes that you must make mistakes. It's actually how you triangulate your knowledge and your knowing both the, the experiential intellectual knowledge around how to do something, the tactical side of things. Mm -hmm. But also we all have an intuition. We all have a spiritual knowing. We all can tap into this absolute truth for ourselves. But if you are afraid to make a mistake, you will never be able to triangulate that information. So let me explain. Mm -hmm. When I I once made a a $30,000 mistake, now, I'm sure there's people who've made bigger ones, but this was quite significant at the time. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I hired a contractor and he came, he was a marketing contractor and he came highly recommended by someone I trusted and respected. And when I was having the initial conversations with him, something was off. There's something off about the way he, his contract was written. I, I asked him about a bunch of questions and he said, you know, you're the only person who's ever asked me questions about the, a contract. Mm. If anyone ever says that to you, run, run. don't walk. Run. Okay? Because <laughs> like, if anyone has any question about the, my coaching contract, I, in fact, I say this when I'm a, when I send, you know, pre when, before my assistant sends it out, I, I'm like, if you have any questions, it's written in legalese, please ask me. I will answer any question you have. I want you to be hundred percent comfortable mm-hmm, with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that's, there's also a section that's not in legalese, but that that's my stance. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and there were, there were a few other little red flags like this, Mm -hmm. but I second guess myself. Right. I said, I need, I need to put my big girl panties on and I probably don't think I can handle it. And like, this is just a big stretch for me and I should do it anyway because so-and-so said he's a good guy. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And now I know, and, and it didn't work out and it was a $30,000 mistake. Okay. And, and I take a hundred percent personal responsibility. Like I'm not blaming that person who referred um, him. And later on we had a whole conversation. She's like, my bad, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I'm so happy that I made that mistake because it has now saved me millions of dollars because I now know what that feeling feels like where that's a red flag feeling. That's mm-hmm. a no. Mm-hmm. And we, we all have that. I talk about it in terms of intuition or spirit, but you could just call it a red flag, right? You, you're, getting, you're getting the red flag on it. Mm-hmm. And the, the challenge for people is 
sometimes they don't know when it's fear. Like I said in my, my story, like I thought, oh, this is just fear. I'm up leveling and I need to put, you know, be courageous and go forward. But in fact, I didn't know the difference between that and a red flag mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. I had this experience. And now I know the difference mm. and I've never made that mistake again. Yeah. I love that story. And thank you so much for sharing it because there is a, there is a difference between feel the fear and do it anyway. And no, this doesn't feel right. And I shouldn't be doing this. And until we do experience those, we don't know what the difference is. And if we don't experience those things going wrong, we're going to hold ourselves back forever. Absolutely, Absolutely. forever. And it's just 100%. so much worse. So what about, what are some of the blocks that you see coming up when people are, you know, they've got their foundations in place and they're ready to grow their business. They're ready to scale. What are some of the, the blocks and, the, and the, um, the fears that you see coming up at that level? I think it's around hiring team. Mm -hmm. That's like, you know, once you going from solo entrepreneur to hiring team is, and I think it's team at both mid-level and, and higher level. Mm -hmm. Um, but in, in different ways, the mid-level is like when you're transitioning away from solo entrepreneur and you're hiring your first, first team members, you gave a great example. You were like, you know, micromanaging them. Mm -hmm, you were doing mm -hmm. their work for them. You uh -huh. were just dis disempowering them. And, and there's so much around that. There's a lot of not knowing how to delegate, like really yes. not knowing how to communicate what you need them to do without feeling guilty or weird or like you're too bossy or they, or, or, or the flip side, which is they should, they should know everything already. They should oh, understand yes. everything. For, do you yeah, remember yeah. that? I remember no, that. I see it all the time. I was chatting to someone just the other day and, and she was saying that and I'm like, but you know, what procedures do you have in place to help these people? <laughs> they don't just know. And the other thing that I see at this level is people saying it's quicker to do it myself. Correct. And it's not. Okay. It's not. <laughs> it's a short, here's the thing. Sometimes there's a short-term fix, right? Sometimes as the business owner, you're just like, I got to get this done. This, this needs to be out the door, but it's not a good long-term strategy and it mm -hmm. will stop you from scaling. Okay. Like there, there's a time and a place for that, but ultimately there's, you, you must make space in your business for the time to train people up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and I think some of the challenges around team at that level is knowing how to hire good people and, and knowing the difference between this is a mishire versus this is, I haven't communicated well, we don't yeah, have good systems. Absolutely. Okay. Or, or even great person, wrong, wrong fit, wrong role. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that there's a huge amount of that in sort of the, the, that middle phase where you're just kind of getting going. Um, and then I think at the, the higher end, and, and I would love your opinion on this as well. I think at the higher end, it's really letting go. It's like, once you have great team members in place, it's really letting them like not having, getting, getting, becoming not the bottleneck, right. Mm -hmm, getting out mm -hmm, of that bottleneck mm -hmm, place mm -hmm. and like being like, actually they've got this, they can do this. I don't need to be doing this. What's my zone of genius. And I, I'm constantly firing myself up and our team meetings are like, 
what do I not need to be doing right now? You Mm -hmm. coach me up, tell me what I don't need to be doing. Like who's going to take that? um, I remember from our last call, something that I absolutely loved you said is that when you're on your team meetings, he's like, what am I firing myself from this week? And I was like, oh, that is so good. So good. I love that. Um, But it's really, really important. And that's something certainly that with our team now, you know, I had a, a big win a few weeks ago when I realized I hadn't spoken to my team for a couple of weeks because I was doing something else did not fall over. And that's what we're actually trying to achieve. We're not in a place where we, you know, need to be telling them what to do all the time. We're, we're trying to get them to a place where they can, you know, autonomously work and look after what they need to look after. And, um, you know, it was, uh, I think last, last week when we were rounding out our week and we, we always have a, either a team meeting or we do a chat and boxer and just finish off the week. Um, and this particular day it was on Voxer, you know, what were your wins this week and just rounding out the week. And a lot of the, everyone was sharing their wins, but they were also saying, thank you so much to the to the team that was looking after them, you know, they were saying, thank you so much for looking after us and making sure that when we had a question that you answered and I was like, oh, this is so cool because I have taken my brain out and put it into someone else and now they're able to do that, which means that, you know, like you say, I'm able to to work in my zone of genius, which is not just in the deliverables, but also, and this is really important at the scale piece, is that we have to be doing things all the time that are also up-leveling our business. We can't just be delivering all the time. There's got to be a growth as well at the same time. Absolutely. hundred percent. And that made me think about, oh, I just lost my thought on that. So you were just talking about, oh, the gratitude that your team has, right? Mm. And that is a testament to you as a leader, okay? Like it, if, if, if you're complaining about your team, if you don't have a great team, you got to look first to you as a leader. Mm-hmm. You have communicated something that is causing this kind of noise on the line, okay? Mm-hmm. And so that's a real testament. Like, I love my team. Mm. Like they, like I, I, I'm sure you feel the same way. I feel oh like my I goodness. have the best yes. team, right? I've and got I'm, the best team. <laughs> right. But like, I'm so grateful. And I, and, and the way I got there was by really setting high standards for myself around zero drama, no guilt mm-hmm. and shame. Absolutely not. Like don't blame the, the person blame the system, figure out what, what needs to change. I, I didn't make up that adage. I got that. I have no idea who I heard that from, but I, when I heard that, and that was sort of like at that mid level, mm-hmm. don't blame the, the person blame the system. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's masterful. One, yeah. you know, like I, I don't, the, the system mean like blaming the system doesn't mean going to, to, to victim mentality. It's like, uh-huh. Oh, that's a, problem that we need to solve. That's a system problem or communication problem, but don't blame the person. Mm-hmm. That was so, and, and that takes so much of the weird guilt drama out of the, 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 the experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had a long time client tell me she, she's gone from having, you know, $34,000 contracts to 500 to million dollars. Now she's like got a $3 million business and she's 
scaling to 10 million. And she's like, boom, 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 boom. Like it's really growing so quickly. And she had a lot of noise on the line when we first started. She had drama in, in her team. And mm -hmm. it took her about a, a year to let go of the two people that were creating this drama. She had a lot of emotional hooks with them. But mm -hmm. once she did, it's been, it's been so impactful because now, now she's, I mean, those numbers speak for themselves. She's growing like leaps and bounds. And she just had a, um, a team member who's fairly new that's joined her team kind of mess up, okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with a client. And she, had, she was recounting a conversation she had with him. And she said, you know, he was just, by the end of the conversation, he was like, I am so thankful. I've never had a position where someone didn't blame me. Mm. When someone didn't like wow. tell me I was wrong and make me have to defend myself. Mm -hmm. and, and he, I mean, this is the kind of impact that you can make on people's lives because he's going to have a completely different experience of himself and life if he can show up without having to defend himself all the time. Absolutely. Right? Because, you know, when we're walking on eggshells, isn't that the time that we make the most mistakes anyway? Just Absolutely. You, and you waste energy. Like, and, 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 like, think of it, if you just want to go bottom line with it, think of it this way. It's worth it to create a no drama, no blame, no shame kind of work environment because then your employees are not going to be walking on eggshells and constantly expending the energy that they could be putting to creating sales, closing projects, getting the work done on feeling insecure. And mm -hmm. think about how much energy is spent on those conversations in your head when you're trying to justify yourself and, and defend yourself. It's just, it's a huge waste of energy all around. And you can, you can put that to your bottom line if you create a work environment that's, that's healthy for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you talk it, so we've talked about scale, letting go. I have always lived by the adage, new level, new devil because I think that it, every time you up level, there's always something new, but you said something recently, which got me thinking and you said new level, same devil, which may, it actually popped my brain as I was thinking through that. <laughs> <laughs> if we notice that it is the new level and it's the same devil, like what are some of the strategies or, or actually even before we jump into that, what are some of the things that you notice when people are going through that new level, same devil? Yeah. So here's the thing, Sam, can I call you Sam? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Sam. <laughs> um, it, sometimes it is new level, new devil. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like there is something new that you are challenged with and that you have to face and work through and grow through to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we have set patterns and these are our subconscious programs that just, they come back again. Your subconscious is like, Oh, look, there it is. Like I can get you to stop in this same way. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
I think visibility is one of those things oh, that, yes. that, right? Yes. I mean, think about that. You'll, you'll get to a level where you feel comfortable doing some sort of marketing and visibility work. And then you have a new initiative and it makes sense. And you're consciously hundred percent on board with doing it. And then you find yourself like, why am I not responding to those emails very quickly? Or why am I um, not putting my team on this task, right? Like you're delaying and you're doing some sort of self-sabotage and you realize, oh, F-E-D-F, it's <laughs> visibility again, right? Yeah. It's like, and, and what's behind the visibility? I don't want people to judge me and, you, you know, all that stuff. So um, I think it's really important to find what your patterns are. And how you stop. So my business is called The Unstoppable Woman because we want to learn how to close the gap on time. It doesn't mean that you won't hit challenges. It doesn't mean that you won't hit resistance. And it doesn't mean that you haven't hit those things and move past them in the, in the past. But we want to close the gap on time and, and run the stairs instead of walking the stairs. Not for exhaustion, but because we... If, if you, let's say you have a goal of making a million dollars. If you want to do that in five years, then you can pace the work like this. Mm -hmm. But if you want to do that in one year, you have to start making quicker decisions. You have to start moving through things faster and faster and not letting these seemingly small things stop you. Mm -hmm. And, and just to keep do, 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 and, and, and go for it. So you have to figure out what your pattern is for stopping and make that front and center for yourself. And, and, and if I can go on a little bit more about Oh, absolutely. This. Okay. So what I find is that most people have a blind spot in That's what I was just thinking. about to ask. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it sounds easy, like, oh, it's visibility. I can see that. No big deal. Or what are some of the other ones? Fear of rejection, fear of being alone. Okay, mm -hmm. that's a big one. Fear, fear of being judged. Yeah, there are all these fears, but it, you know, the core ones are not enough. I am wrong. I'm unlovable. Mm -hmm. Okay, those are the like all the fear of rejection, fear of judgment. It all like filters mm -hmm. down and boils down to the, those three, and. If, if you can figure out what the blind spot is in where you're stopping and how that relates to one of these three things and, and then move, then you can move through it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you can bring truth to the equation. You can bring intelligence, conscious intelligence to what's going on and not be driven by this, this unseen thing that feels, because it feels normal to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the idea of a blind spot is it's something you can't see for yourself. You're blind to it. Okay. Yes. That's why you have to work with someone like you, someone like me, like someone outside of yourself to identify what that blind spot is that's keeping you from moving forward. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's part of why my clients get such rapid, fast success is because when you, when you see, when it, it's unveiled for them, it no, mm -hmm. it's no longer blind, then they can't unsee it. Yeah. Okay. Then they, they know what's happening and they can move forward. Now the challenge is 
when you hit the next level, you, you get blind to it again. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's crazy. Okay. But you do get better at it. You know, I have found over time that I can spot my patterns so much quicker Mm -hmm. and, and I hold myself to a high standard and then I have, you know, and then I have support, right? Like I don't do it by myself. You just cut that. I'm so glad that you finished with that because there is no way you can do it by yourself because it's that those little blocks are sneaky. They're sneaky, man. And you're right. As we do move on, it's, you go, ah, I know what's happening here. But at the beginning, it is absolute truth that you're telling yourself why you can't move forward. And, and it's just such a, um, it's such an awful place to be where, you know, and I see it all the time, people are like, I just can't make it happen. And I don't know why, you know, but, but staying in that and really believing that truth. So it is so important to work with someone else to help us see what's happening to, to see those little self-sabotage techniques and also not just help us to notice them, but, you know, someone like you to help you support through that, not just notice them, but actually understand how you can move through them and not allow those things to hold you back anymore. Absolutely. And one of the things that really helped me, and it's what I teach my clients is universal law, which can be interpreted and taught in a very woo woo way, but I teach it in a very grounded, practical way Mm -hmm. because I think people don't have a roadmap for making decisions, a roadmap for how to show up, a roadmap, like a structure that, that helps them understand how to go, which, which direction, how to be in this world, because they're so used to being reactive to other people and being driven by a belief structure that they were brought up with as children that was passed down generationally. But causes them to be in a scarcity mindset and, or not be able to take risks or not be able to make decisions quickly. And all these things are required to grow a business. You need to know how you need to be able to make decisions quickly, take some risks, put yourself out there. But if you brought up with this idea that, that that's unsafe Mm-hmm. And there's many, many ways that this happens. You get stuck in a way of deferring to your old beliefs and what other people want. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have the recognition, at least I did. Oh, well that, those beliefs might not be true. And I can't keep deferring to what other people want because it's not, and I'm not saying we don't compromise or we don't, we're not in life with other people. Okay. But when you defer and you, you, you make decisions based on what's going to please other people rather than say, what's good for your business. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like what, you know, you're trying to please your admin versus, you know, growing your business or something Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that. Then you, you end up not, you end up not knowing how to, decide what to do. And universal law really teaches and taught me how to show up in truth and be clear. And it gave me that guide, those guideposts Mm -hmm. for, for how to go forward. And I think that, I think that's a, a a big part. You need to have some sort of way, uh, some sort of grounding for, for how to show up in this world as the person 
you know yourself to be and, and want to be in, in like. Can you give us an exact example of a time that you used universal law and which universal law you used? Oh, absolutely. So um, I think the, the one that was most powerful for me early on was the law of polarity. Mm-hmm. The law of polarity says there's always two sides to something. Nothing is created, two poles, if mm-hmm. you will. Nothing mm-hmm. is created as a half or a fraction. Fractions are created by human beings in our imagination, but there's, there's no half glass, mm-hmm. okay? The, the elephant doesn't come out into this world as half an elephant, okay? Things are created as a whole. There's, there's a left to a right. You can't have left without right, okay? There's mm-hmm. an up to a down. You can't have an up without a down. There's always a pole, okay? Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? Yep. Okay, so if there's always a pole, then when you work this on a metaphysical level, like in, 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 in a higher level of thinking, higher level of awareness, if you have a desire for something, the supply is already there. The desire is one side, the supply is the other side, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you have the desire for the million dollar business, and it's a true desire, like it's dropped in, you really want it. It's not something that someone else told you that you want, you should go for. It's what, like, you've claimed it. You mm-hmm. really want that. Then that supply is ready to appear. Now, it's in the non-form world. It's not in your bank account, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's ready to appear, which means you just have to figure out what the causes are that are going to get you that effect and take that action. Okay. But I use that when I was going for my quantum leap. Okay. Uh I went from making 138 a year to making 700 K a year. And that was my first monster quantum leap. And Uh and my Uh goal was a million dollars. And I just was like, you know, if, if I want it, it's here. And I just kept believing that. And that allowed me to keep the goal present in my mind and not go into denial about it, not Mm. go into saying that's not possible or go smaller or uh, pick a more reasonable goal. Mm -hmm. It kept me like, I just kept to that, like, that's the truth. Okay. If that's the truth, I'm going to keep that goal. If that's the goal, then my mind, the way your mind works is when you hold something in your mind's eye, your, your, the, the way the neuroscience works, you may, may have heard this before, that you have a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And its job is to narrow your focus and focus on the things that you tell it you want to see. Mm-hmm. So when you say, my goal is to make a million dollars, then it starts looking how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? Oh, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Look over here. This is where you should go. Idea, 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 opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. And then you, you stay on that path. If you start saying, oh, that's not possible for me. Mm-hmm. Your reticular activating system goes to, oh yeah, I'm going to go for 60K this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's the reasonable goal. And then it will start giving you the ideas for that. Okay. So it, it requires belief that it's possible. It requires stamina in terms of keeping it present in your mind. And it does require you to take 
action. It's not without action. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to put, put the, the causes into effect. But if I hadn't understood that law, I wouldn't have believed it was possible for me. And I wouldn't have been able to hold that image in my mind long enough for me to really take the, the continuous um, effort that I needed to, to, to get the results that I wanted. Love it. Love it. There's been so many cool things that you've talked about in this episode, Amira. I understand that you've got some free resources for people that are more interested in, you know, taking these ideas further and taking their business to the next level. Can you just share a little bit about, um, about that? Absolutely. So if people are interested in subconscious programming, mindset, business strategies, universal law. Those are my specialties uh, helping women really integrate that into their lives so that they can show up with full self-ownership and, and, and really create the kind of freedom that they want. So the, the place to, to find us, we have a ton of resources. We have the unstoppable woman podcast and we have great downloads. We have mindset, um, a morning mindset program that's free that you can listen to, uh, trainings on how to set yourself up for exponential success. All of that can be found at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And I encourage you to, you know, check out the podcast, check out the, the downloadable um, tools that we have there. And then we have a summit. If you want to come and do a three-day immersion with us, it's a really amazing summit that we put on for unstoppable women who want to have an income breakthrough and want to integrate their lives and, and really step into more. And you can find that on the free stuff page as well. Awesome. So I encourage you to head over, head over to the show notes page, click the link, um, definitely listen to the unstoppable woman. It's a great podcast. Amira, thank you so much for coming today and sharing everything that you have. I think that I'll definitely I think that I'll definitely, what am I saying? <laughs> you can tell I haven't had my coffee this morning. I will definitely be going back and listening to this episode. Um, again, it's been a lot of value. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, it was so much fun to be here, Sam. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at samantharileyglobal forward slash checklist. Number two, check out my inner circle for coaches, experts, and change makers over at samantharileyglobal forward slash inner circle. Or number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one -on -one level at hello at samantharileyglobal. I look forward to hanging out with you here again on Thursday, right here on the Thought Leaders Business Lab.